Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. What's up, man? It's Trauma Tone, and I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove Bastard. I'm a walking Benedict. I should be an LC. I keep shooters on point with me just like on CP3. I was up. All right, so we got Trauma Tone jumping off the porch with us today. <laughs> What's up, man? Yeah, I'm feeling great. How you feeling today, man? I'm good, man. Just chilling. Yeah, for sure, man. Nah, I appreciate you coming by today, too, man. Most definitely, man. Thank y'all for having me. Yes, sir, man. And go ahead and introduce who's sitting on the porch, man. All right, so, yeah, I'm Trauma Tone. I'm a producer from Virginia. Um, Charlottesville, by the way, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, that's pretty much it, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I had to do some research, man. I was like, Charlottesville. Yeah, yeah. I always thought you was from Atlanta, man. I ain't yeah, even going to lie. Everybody think I'm from Atlanta, <laughs> man. It's crazy. Like, yeah. Oh, for real? Yeah, okay. Oh, I didn't know that either. Yeah, we came out here together with like 20... We moved out here probably like 2015, but okay. we had started coming out here like early, like probably like 2010, 2011, you know what I'm saying? Just putting plays together, yeah. working with different artists and stuff. Oh, that's know. dope right there, man. Yeah. So how you feeling about 2022, man? Brand new year. Nah, it's exciting, man. I'm already starting off, you know, with a, with a good run, so I'm just trying to keep it going. You yeah. Know? Definitely, man. Yeah. So what's it to do in Charlottesville, man? Like growing up, what were you into as a kid, man? <laughs> man, honestly, bro, like, you know, it's a college town, so. What college is that? Uh, UVA. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so, you know, it's a big party school somewhat. Um, you know, if, I'm, if we wasn't into that type of shit on the weekends, we was more so just like in the studio cooking up, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's all I really ever did was just make beats and, okay. you know, work. So, so how'd you get into making beats at first? Um, I got into making beats with my older cousin, uh, probably when I was like, shit, 11, 12. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was using FL Studio and, um, shit, this is when like FL Studio 3 was out. It's like oh, the shit. early shit, bro. That shit looked like a Nintendo game or something, like <laughs> <laughs> the graphics wise, you know, but, um, yeah, he had just, I had seen him working on it. So, uh. He had gave me like this link to, I think it was like Kazaa. You know, okay, Kazaa? Yeah, you know, yeah. used to download shit off of there. Mm -hmm. um, it was just like, man, download it and, and fuck around with it. And uh, I started playing with it on my own and just learning, you know, the ins and outs of the program. And, you know. Yeah, this was before now. like YouTube tutorials. Right, I don't even know if YouTube was around <laughs> nah, back then either. Nah. Huh? It wasn't. <laughs> this was probably like 02. Oh, yeah, three. so that's, that's pre-YouTube. Yeah, yeah, so you really had to just, like, play around with the program. You know, it was a cracked version, so, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They won't know uh, no manual or nothing like that. You really just had to play with it on your own. Okay. So that's how I really got to understand the program. Yeah. Was yeah. there any producers that kind of influenced you to make you want to kind of try at it? Be like, man. Uh, shit, around that time, I was listening to a lot of, like, Dipset shit, like okay. I love the Heatmakers beats, yeah. like Kanye shit, um, Timberland, Pharrell, stuff like that, Dre, yeah, early on I was like who I was 
trying to mimic damn near. Yeah. You know I think that's how a lot of producers start yeah. off. They're like, I don't know what to do. I'm just going to try and make it beat that sound. Like Zaytoven, that's what a lot of yeah, producers say. definitely. Bro. That came down the line, too. Like, when that wave hit with Gucci and Future mm -hmm. and all that stuff, man, that's kind of where I started, you know, really going crazy with the beats. Like, a lot of my influence, I think, came from that wave. Okay. Yeah. So, like, who were some of the first artists to jump on your beats? Or was it just local, like, people you knew personally? Or? Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of local shit, man. Chaos used to rap back no, then. <laughs> yeah, we I was doing that. shit. <laughs> bro, it's crazy. Like, we was, like, the biggest thing in the city. And then there was, like, a group that I started with with my older cousins. Um, and they was called Mean Streets back in the day. Okay. And, um, yeah, it was, like, that was pretty much it, you know. We was all, like, the hottest thing. Where we from. So how long did it take you to find, kind of, like, develop your own sound, be like, all right, this is the direction I want to go with? Um, I'd probably say around that time, once, like, I really hit the local scene, mm -hmm. I think that's where I started finding my style, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, back then, that was, like, it was kind of a big deal, you know what I'm saying, producer for the artists where we from, because, like, they all had a name where we from, so, you know, I wanted to be one of those guys that was, you know, a big, a big figure on the production scene out there, so. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's where I kind of like started to get a little vibe, you know. Is there much of a music scene up there? Shit, not really. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying like, you know, me like coming up in that, I didn't really see anything past that at first, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we was just trying to be popular, popular to all the girls and shit like that, you know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? It was like some trying to have some hood fame type shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So how'd you get your producer tag and how long have you had in there? Um, I got my producer tag in, I think, with like 2011. Um, it actually came from this uh, artist that I was working with. Um, I don't know how the hell he did it. I think he might have used a generator or something. <laughs> but like, people was fucking with it, so I just kept it going, you know? So, so you've had the same one for 10 years? Bro, I had the same shit, yeah. Oh, shit. For, for that long, yeah. Yeah, at this point, you can't change yeah, it. Yeah, there ain't no point now. It's like, it's on some of my biggest records, so it's like, might as well just leave it, you know? Nah, absolutely. Yeah. So what was like the turning point to where it was like, all right, I got to get you out of Virginia, man. I need to come down here to Atlanta. Man. Shit, for real. It was, it was probably uh, the I Know record that I did for Gotti. And okay. Yeah. But um, I had caught a few records like right before that. Um, I had did one for Chief Keith called Blue My High. And then one for Pee Wee Longway called Drugs. So I thought shit was lit just because, you know, it was like when live mixtapes was popping. Yep. So I'm thinking, like, you know, shit finna be lit. My name finna be out there. So <laughs> fuck working. You know what I'm saying? I'm finna just go crazy with this beat shit. You know? Were you, like, working a regular job at the time? Or? Yeah, I was, man. I was shit. I was in between, like, two different jobs, man. Like, shit was crazy. <laughs> So was it the Gotti record that made you say, all right, I'm quitting, I'm moving that, to Atlanta? Yeah, that was the one for sure. Like, I literally, my uncle would tell you, I used to work for my uncle. He had this little convenience store or whatever. And um, I was working with him when I found out about it. Like, oh, I think really? Shot Money had called me. That was Gotti yeah. A&R at the time. And was like, hey, uh, you traumatone, you got a placement on this Gotti album. Honestly, like once I got off the phone, I told my uncle, like, look, man, I gotta put my two weeks notice in. I'm gonna be out. <laughs> Matter of fact, I think this might be like my last few days. Like, no, you know? And then we we just like left and, and uh, started like getting on the road and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Did they tell you it was gonna be the single too, or? Um, 
they they said that they were super excited about the record, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So I figured it was going to be the single, but, you know, they try to act super stiff about, like, you know, the songs <laughs> and stuff. And they don't want to give you too much, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. And you got that placement because you were working with Quan at the time, right? Yeah, and that actually happened through um, through Bro. Like, okay. him and uh, Lan, they was moving around a lot because, like, at the time, like, I was still working and stuff and still doing the music thing, but they had ended up uh, meeting Quan and he threw me the email. I sent Mad Beats and that happened to be one of the ones along with like some other records that he did on uh, that I Promise I'll Never Stop Going In tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So all that happened around the same time. Yeah. So you moved down here to Atlanta, man. It's a big adjustment. It's an easy transition. Did Atlanta embrace you or how, how did that all work out? Um, yeah, definitely, like, on the producer side, I had, I had a lot of homies out here. You know, they were shooting this stuff, like, with the cam, and, you know, we had, like, uh, started building, like, a, a good network out here, you know what I'm saying? A lot of our homies from, even from other cities, was moving down here at that time, so it was just, like, a dope little network that we had going on. Okay. Yeah. So who were, like, some of the first artists you connected with down here, then? Um, shit... Probably really like the one that, that I really locked in was, was probably Money Man for real. Okay. Yeah, that was like the main artist out here that I was working with. It's like I caught a few placements out here, but that was like the main artist that I locked in with yeah. while I was down here. So everything else was just like all over the place. You Were know? you familiar with Money Man's music at the time? Nah, I wasn't. Um, it's crazy because like how that happened was uh, the manager that I had at the time. <clears throat> he had, had a uh, set up a session with Akon. Hmm. I don't know how the hell that shit happened, but <laughs> we went to the studio with Akon, and um, man, at that moment, I'm thinking like, shit, I'm about to catch a pop record and be out the door. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? But like, we ended up doing like two or three records, and, and none of that shit came no, came out. You know what I'm saying? But I had uh, Money Man actually ended up uh, being at the session because I think he was signed to Akon at the time or something oh, like shit. that. I didn't even know that. Yeah. That's and, a um, wild combination. Yeah, like, super wild. Super wild. <laughs> but um, he had played some of the records, like, and I didn't know who bro was. I just, like, he played the records, and I'm like, damn, this nigga snapping. <laughs> well, it was, like, all raw shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, one no auto-tune on his voice, nothing like that. Like, I could tell he was fresh, but he was, like, spazzing on everything. And he's just like the beast that he picked. I'm like. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Oh, yeah, like, now he know what he's doing. Yeah. So, shit, we just started, like, locking in. And um, I want to say, what, that was probably, like, 2014, maybe? 2015, yeah, yeah. Well, that's when, the, that's when Black Circle came out. Yeah, so it was probably like a year before, like he actually dropped his first tape. Okay. Um, we had started locking it heavy, yeah. and um, yeah, things started going crazy as soon as he dropped his first project. Yeah. And that's when like shit started taking off. Here you guys are, six, seven years later, yeah, knocking man. out hits right yeah, now. Yeah, man. it's crazy, man. Yeah. Still, you know, had that consistency and that chemistry. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, kind of speak on that chemistry, because uh, you prefer to be in the studio with the artist, right? Or do you prefer just to, like, send them? Man, it's, it's crazy, because, like, I'm, like, either way, for real, for real. You know, I spent damn near, like, the beginning of my career just sending our beats to the email. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we locked in, like, in the studio. But it's, like, the funny thing about me and Money Man Chemistry, like, when we get into the studio, we be just we just chill like we don't even be doing don't shit for working. <laughs> yeah like we was just out in San Francisco like supposed to work but like we was just in that bitch for like three hours just talking about crazy shit you know what I'm saying but like he got his own process of like how he worked when he you know what I'm saying and his like he recorded himself and everything so he do his own thing and I'm like in my own element making my beats and we just bring that shit together yeah. You know? What was your action when you heard the tip off record and then learned it was gonna be on ESPN? Man, I, that was that was dope for real, for real. You know, shit, I love watching ESPN and <laughs> shit like that. So it was dope just seeing, you know, hearing the song all through, like all through the day. It was all over. Like I think Stephen A. Smith had a plan on his show. Mm -hmm. You know, and the little commercial was dope. You know, yeah, was no, that's dope. major right there. Yeah. And what about LLC, man? This I, I still feel like this song hasn't come close to its potential, man. Like this, yeah. this song gonna blow up. I yeah, like, now it's been going crazy, man. And like we was just talking yesterday, I was talking to bro. Like when you search like the LLC song, you see how many people all over everyone's remixing. Bro, it's yeah. crazy. It's like I feel like it's, it's definitely one of the harder beats that came out in the last few years yeah. for sure. Well, not last few years, but yeah. So how do you feel like when other rappers like jump on the beat? Um, do you feel like, man, nah, come shop with me, get a real beat? Or are you like, I right, yeah. we, we on to something big if everyone wants to jump I mean, on this If shit. it's somebody big and worth it, like I'll reach out to them and be like, look, man, let's put a pack together, you know what I'm saying? But I think it's dope that people embracing it. And it's kind of like a, they bringing that, that old school element back, like freestyling over shit, like how niggas like Wayne or 50 yep. would do back in the day, you know? You don't really see that too much. Like nowadays, everybody be doing original stuff, so yeah. it's dope that people's embracing it. So definitely, know? man. I'm gonna just share the ones that I fuck with. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, and, there's so many. Out yeah, there, it's man. like a hundred of them joints. Yeah. So what's your creative process like right now? Uh, man, I don't even know. Like for real, it's like I. As far as what you mean, like like getting just making food? beats, like. Do you make beats every day? Do you need to be inspired by something to sit down and do it or? Yeah, like I've been making beats pretty much every day. I don't even, like at this point, it's like breathing to me for real, for real. Like I just hop on the, on the laptop and cook shit, you know? It's like, I think now it's more so like, am I gonna use loops today? Am I gonna chop a sample? Am I gonna make the melody myself, you know? I think that's like pretty much what my creative process is like. Just trying to figure out like what I want to do, you yeah. know, for that day. How'd you lock in with Zaytoven? Man, um, so I met Zay um, when I went to Jamaica with uh, with Rich Homie. We was working on his project, and um, I don't know, like we just it was just like the same as Money Man, you know. When you meet somebody in person, and you know, like y'all just you know uh, chopping it up, and you kind of building like a like a like a chemistry with a person, you know what I'm saying? We just, you know, it was it was like that. So I just um I didn't want to like ever just reach out to Zay unless it was something that made sense, you know what I'm saying? Cuz I know how I'd be like you got thousands of people like, "Bro, let's work. Or, let's get in there." And it's like, I'm not finna just hit bro up like, "Man, let's get in there if I ain't got shit going." So I knew that 
once I started like catching some bigger records and and being able to put plays where you know we can do some dope shit and really impact, you know what I'm saying? That was when I felt like it was the right time. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure you've been in the studio with him when he cooks up, man. Like, oh yeah, because yeah, yeah. he cooks these shits up so quick, bro. five, ten minutes, and I t- I was, he literally says he won't spend more than ten <laughs> minutes on a beat. Like bro, at that point, I, it's on to the next one. Facts. I literally like when we was in Jamaica. That was my first time seeing him cook up. And like <laughs> that shit was so funny because like we was like in random settings. Like one morning, like everybody came in my room and just set up the, the <laughs> studio in, in the bedroom or whatever. And this man literally knocked out like four beats in 15 minutes. I, <laughs> I wish I could have had a timer like to show you like for real. Like he, he go crazy, bro. Yeah. That shit made me step my shit up for real. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So what's it like collabing with him? Is he just sending you something like, hey, I need some drums on this? Or what, what's the dynamic Yeah, it's more that? so like that. Like, he'll cook up a melody. Like, he, he sends me, like, packs at a time. You know what I'm saying? It'll probably be, like, six or seven melodies. And then we'll just whip up from there. That's it. Yeah. That's crazy right there. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, we got, like, so many beats on the tuck right now. Yeah. I can only imagine. Yeah. I know how quick he cooks. I know you in the studio every day. For man. sure. So, yeah. <laughs> so at what point did you know like uh, you needed some management to uh, represent for you? Man, it's crazy because like <laughs> I always thought that I needed a manager even when I didn't even understand what a manager did. <laughs> and I think that's, <laughs> that's real funny because like, you know, it, it caused me to, it helped me learn a lot, you know what I'm saying? But I, I, I really realized, like, I needed a manager once, like, stuff was really moving, once I had things in motion. Yeah. Like, probably around 2020, 2019, when I started, um, like, getting all those records with money and my buzz was starting to pick up a little more, I was like, um, I started reaching out and, uh, you know, seeing who was out there. But the funny thing is how I got my manager, that came from me reaching out to his artist. Um, I was looking to work with like R&B artists yeah. and stuff. And um, I found uh, this dope artist, her name's Janelle. Um, and I had reached out to her cause I knew I was gonna be coming to LA soon too. So that's where she was based out of. So I, um, I had reached out to her and um, then her manager had hit me cause I guess she like, you know, showed him like who I was and stuff like that. And then that's how that came about. So yeah. I'm out here looking for a manager and me trying to find an R&B artist led me to finding my manager, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, all at the right time. Yeah, because I know a lot of producers struggle with that, like, man, I, I can handle the business side myself, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. So I know a lot of them always ask, like, man, when do I actually need a manager? Facts, facts. I had to learn that off hindsight for real, you know. Had a lot of little crazy situations with managers that, not on, not on like, bad, speaking bad on them, but I don't think they knew what to do with producers at that mm-hmm. time. So... I went through some situations like that, like, just shit didn't make sense. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Uh, I know you and Shy Glizzy worked a lot too, man. Oh, yeah, Did yeah, you guys yeah. link up while you were still living up there in Virginia, or how did that Yeah, come yeah, that came, um, that came about, I want to say probably like 2013. 20. Actually, I was, I was starting to come down here, because I ran into Shy Glizzy down here oh, at, really? like, an okay. A3C event. And, um, yeah, we had uh, chopped it up a bit, but, um, I think his manager reached back out to me once I got back to Virginia. Was uh, <clears throat> he was just like you know saying that they wanted to do some work and they liked the stuff that I was you know putting out. 
Mm-hmm. Have you spoke with him recently, man? We missing some new Shock Lizzie music. Man, I talked to him, I want to say a couple months ago. Yeah. Uh, we, we definitely got some records on the talk. Um, shit, I, I miss bro too, man. He need to drop some new shit for he sure. Do, man. man. He need to put that shit out. We did, man. Yep. <laughs> All right, what's it like working with Spitter, man? Man, Spitter, bro. His process is crazy, like, because he still, like, write shit down mm-hmm. on the pad and, like, you know, but he just does it super fast. Like, this man be one taking songs. We literally, I think, in a four-day process, we, we did, like, 40 records. Holy shit. Yeah. And we, we dropped everything, too. That's the crazy part. Like, he don't just hold on to music, nah, you know he, what I'm saying? You see, he's dropping every month. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I don't think saying? he holds any records. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, he... But it's like, sometimes you get into, like, those pockets with artists where, like, you might knock out a bunch of records and they just... That shit just sit. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we... He just gonna... He gonna give everything that he did that night, he gonna put that shit out. Yeah. You know? And his fans, like, he got a, a dope following that, like... I don't know, they love that shit. They love that he drops projects every... Damn near weak, you know what I'm saying? For real. Now <laughs> yeah. he's got like that cult fan base, you know. Yeah. Where it's like he can't do no wrong in their eyes. For sure. man. They eat up everything he dropped. Man. Facts, facts. Yeah. yeah and man. even going back to you know, like you mentioned, artists holding on to these records as a producer. How frustrating is that? Because he's like, man, I know we sitting on some hits. What the nah, hell facts. you holding on to this? Bro, I be saying that shit a lot. I ain't even gonna lie to you, man. It's like. Sometimes you hear these projects and you know the songs that you got will go crazy. <laughs> but it's like, I guess sometimes they feel like when they drop some shit with, a, like, like, I guess it's priority or something. Maybe the label be picking the records or something. I don't know. But it's like, sometimes I'll be like, man, I, I know the shit that we got was harder than, you know what I'm saying, than that shit that you put out, bro. Yeah. Like, it's like, let's stop holding on to this yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, just put that shit out, man. Let the people decide, for real. <laughs> So did you guys like talk about um, the highest in charge? Like, hey, we gonna lock in for a whole project, or was it just you guys had so many records? It was like, all right, let's just go ahead and uh, put this shit out all together. At once. Yeah, it was it was a quick a quick call, man. He he got on the phone with me and was like, hey man, let's let's uh, let's go get matching Rolex. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much all that nigga said. <laughs> and I knew what time it was. Like, so we went in and locked in, you know what I'm saying? And it's crazy because, like, that story is how I had brought my boy Kino with me. Um, okay. And he had uh, ended up doing a project with, with Currency. Oh, and shit. theirs ended up being card matching Rolexes. But it's like, that shit dope, you know what I'm saying? It's like, all the shit that, like, that's how, how Currency is. Like, everything is just like, at the moment, whatever he yeah. doing, he gonna talk about it. He gonna name his projects around that shit. Like it's just whatever going on in his head, you know. But yeah, that's that's how that came about. It was a short convo, man. Yeah. Like we just got straight to work, no talking, just just locked in the studio, man. Was that the first time you had locked in with one artist for one whole project like that? To where it was like, all right, I'm doing all this shit on there. Um. Well, actually, me and Money Man did a, a, a project. First, um, it was called Trauma Man. Okay, yeah, that's right. I yeah, about yeah that. so that was like the first one for sure. Yeah. And then um, I got into a space where, I, you know, I wanted to start just doing more shit like that. Like, I'm not really worried about, um, I mean, I do want to get big records. I do want to get hit records, but I just want to do the shit I love and work yeah. with, like, the artists that I fuck with for real. And I felt like when me and bro locked in, Spitter, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I was like, shit, man, that'll be something dope for the people. 
because it's two different sounds. Yeah, absolutely. You know? yeah. yeah, when I first heard you guys working together, I was like, Traumatone Currency. I did yeah. not see that one coming, Yeah, man. nah, for sure. Yeah, because <laughs> you don't really hear spittle on those type of beats. Nah, it? facts. I mean, it's crazy because, like, bro, he just, he don't have, it's, it's wild. He don't have, like, a certain style. He just like beats. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He like, I feel like he's one of those people that like beats like they like, like he like cars. <laughs> like, it ain't really a certain style that he going for. It's just whatever, like, that model is, you know what I'm saying? He just, you know, fuck with it for real. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. Because it'll give you, like, an underground hip-hop project, mm -hmm. then go straight on some, like, down south shit, then, like, like, I don't even know, like, he just dropped a project that had damn near, like, some scarf based Miami style beats like you know what I'm saying that should just be crazy yeah I think it's dope when he like collabs with one one producer for yeah. each project because you mm -hmm. kind of get like a whole different side out of for each project bro. yeah man definitely yeah. definitely so how did the young boy uh crossroads record come about man uh, so that happened um with my boy Sway um, okay. remix remix guy mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> man, he a trip man because he be doing all them crazy ass videos like I thought that he was always just doing like remix shit, like making fun of people on on uh, <laughs> on Instagram. I didn't know that he was like serious with the beast. He hard as fuck, but um, we had locked in on some shit, and uh, I think we did that beat probably in like 2018 or 2019. We just sat on it. Oh wow! You know what I'm saying? Then he hit me. Funny enough, he hit me when I was in the hospital. Damn, they're about to die. Like, bro, we got a young boy placement. I'm like, man, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> These people told me I'm about to die, man. I don't care about no placement right now. But then that shit ended up going crazy. Shout out to my boy, Sway. Yeah, I was reading. I can't remember which interview it was that you did, but I think you said you had, like, a, a brain aneurysm, right? Yeah, yeah. So how scary was that at the time? Like, bro, that shit was scary as fuck. Like, I couldn't even think straight. I had uh, um, basically what had happened was I had a stroke and an aneurysm at the same time. Damn. Yeah. So like, literally, that day the doctors had told me when I went to the hospital, they was like, man, if you leave the hospital, because I tried to leave, I was like, it was taking so long, and it's right when the pandemic should have hit. And um, I was like, man, I'm just about to go home and just take some Excedrin or something. And they, I didn't know like the severity of the shit. So they told me, like, we think you should stay. Like, if you leave, it's a possible chance you could die. Oh, and then they started running tests and all this shit, bro. And they told me, like, my brain was leaking blood. And, like, I had blood pretty much surrounding, like, my brain or something like that. So it was a lot of pressure on my head and shit. Yeah, man, that shit was crazy. And, um, yeah, that, like, that shit had happened. And they told me, like, all the shit that was going on with me. And uh, I was scared as hell. I ain't going to lie. Nah, that's I scary as shit. Like, yeah. Fucking doctor say, yeah, your your brain is bleeding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? And I asked him like, so what does that mean? Like, like, what does that mean for me? You know what I'm saying? They was just like, I don't know. We don't know what we can do just yet. So that that just had me like, yo, bro, I'm about to die. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I called my manager and my mom. Like, I don't know what's about to happen. I love y'all, but like, shit kind of crazy right now. Like, yeah. you know. Did they then, ever like give you a reason why it happened? Like, what would be some causes that would make that happen? So or? basically, what happened was they was telling me that like <clears throat> I wasn't uh, like getting any rest. I was. Mm. They could tell that I was like under stress. I was overworking myself, and I guess my blood pressure shot up too. So yeah, it was just a, a mixture of those things, you know, and just bad habits, you know. So 
yeah, that's pretty much what happened. Did that make you change your lifestyle then? Like, yeah, hey, man, nah, I need definitely. to take care of myself first before I fuck with these records. Uh. Nah, for sure, definitely. I'm, I'm still, you know, working too, you know what I'm saying? I'm like in the gym right now trying to get my weight down and stuff like that, you know? Trying to make like changes and stuff with my diet and everything. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know, health is wealth, man. Without for sure. it, all this shit is for nothing, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. So who you locking in right now? Like, who you really been working with? Um, damn. Uh, I just did some stuff with uh, Larry June. That's okay. going to drop soon. Yeah. That's going to be dope. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm trying to, like, step outside of the box for real, for real, man. Like, like I said, I want to do the music that I listen to, you know what I'm saying? The shit that I like, so. Locking up with people like him, uh, more shit with Spitter. Um, me and Money Man got some shit coming again, of course. Um, and I got I got a few other things I want to keep on the tuck, though. Yeah, it's like you said, these artists hold on to these records. Yeah, so yeah. You don't even want to put it out there and yeah. jinx yourself until right. it's actually like, yeah. you know, that paperwork's cut and everything. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then I got um, uh, Blue Bucks Clan. Okay, they yeah, do. Yeah, man, I fuck with them heavy. Yeah, they're really funny dope. as hell, but they shit go crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much like what I know is like about to drop soon. Yeah, yeah. I gotta ask you about my boy Slugger, man. Long live Slugger, man. Oh uh, yeah, man. Damn, yeah. What was it like working with him? Because his personality was just like yeah. larger than life, man. Nah, for sure, man. His energy was crazy. Like for real, it's crazy because like he one of them people. Like early on, we was like fucking with this shit, like coming down here. Like, he really, you know what I'm saying, was, bro, you gotta do this with the sounds, man. Try this, try this out. Please, man, you gotta get on that New Orleans shit. I need that up-tempo shit, you know what I'm saying? Just trying to get me to try different shit with the beats and stuff, you know? And that shit, like, I still incorporate a lot of that shit that we was doing to this day, yeah. for real. That's, that's yeah, dope that's, right that, that's my dog, though, for sure. Yeah. He was on his way, too, man. Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't even know you knew, bro. Yeah, yeah that, I was damn near managing him. Oh, for real? Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. He just wouldn't take it serious. Yeah. You know how he was. For One sure. day, he's all he calling me 30 times bro. a day, and I don't hear him for a month. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, nah, slow, what happened? Hey, hey, it's Brooke England here from Deposits. And if you're a fan of culture and business, then be sure to check out and subscribe to Deposits, where I interview dope individuals and celebrities of the culture. And we get into contracts, entertainment, and my favorite part, payouts. It's brought to you exclusively by the Revolt Podcast Network, anchored in hip hop, powered by creators. Cause he'll, he'll do some shit like he'll call me like three o'clock in the morning. Like, <laughs> that's how he was with me. I need for twenty real. beats, <laughs> and like literally do all them shit like in one session. Yep. Like he, he he'll go crazy in the booth, man. Yeah, trust me, he was sending me all of them. Yeah, I already know. <laughs> he was sending them to me like the next morning. Like, hey, he yeah. told him to up some shit, man. Facts, man. Yeah, RP my boy, man. Yeah, definitely, man. Uh, what's been one of the biggest sacrifices you had to make, you know, to be able to be successful in your career so far? Yeah. Uh, shit, time for real, for real, you know, time away from your family, just, you know, shit like that. I think that's probably been the main thing, you know what I'm saying? Being here <clears throat> or being anywhere for real, for real, that, that, that I have to do work, like, you know, yeah. you, you kind of got to pretty much prioritize your time, you know what I'm saying? Can't be out here chilling with your boys and shit, I'm a grown ass man anyway. I ain't got time to be doing that shit, but <laughs> nah, it's like, you know, um, yeah, I don't really be into the parties and shit like that. I'm trying to really, I got a goal, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to focus on it. You know, I know my time is everything. Yeah. What are some of your goals for 2022? 
Oh shit, I want to drop more uh, more projects, uh, like joint projects with artists. Um, yeah, uh, sign more producers. That's what I'm, I'm working on right now. I just signed okay. one producer. Uh, his name Camera. He did like a few of the records with me. On the currency shit, he did some stuff with Money Man. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to break him. Uh, and then I want to find another artist, like a new artist. You know what I'm saying? Somebody I can build with from the ground up. Absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. that's that's been my come up. Like I've always worked with the artists like from the bottom. You know what I'm saying? I want to do that shit again. Yeah. Yeah. What do you look for out of a producer if you are to add them to the roster then? Um, I think what I look for in a producer, uh, I, don't, I don't really go for a specific sound. Right now I want somebody that, that actually can play like keys and shit like that though, you know, that really know how to create versus just doing what I do, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I can do everything, you know what I'm saying? Like I can play, I can sample, I can like do all that shit, but I don't want somebody that's just going to, if I sign you, you just gonna be downloading loops from the email and throwing drums on them. Like, <laughs> I want somebody that can shit, add the guitar and this shit, or, you know, play some keys over this shit. Let's make the beats bigger, you know? Yeah. Somebody that can play all, all like, uh, aspects of the beat. And what about artist-wise? If you were to lock in with a brand new artist, what are you looking for? What, what, is there like a certain sound or is it work mm. ethic? What is it that you're looking for? Um, Shit, honestly, I'm, I, I like somebody that's like, you know, dope with the writing, you know? Because I, I think I want to go like with, a, with an R&B okay. type vibe. Right now, that's where my head at, but shit, tomorrow I just might want some trap shit. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's like the, the artist got to stand out, really, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't even really care at this point. I just want somebody that's dope, whatever yeah. I feel like is dope, and I want to try to, you know, enhance it. Okay. You know? You got any advice for our upcoming producers? You know, whether either how to develop their own sound or even just how to land placements. Um, man, uh, I think uh, one of the things I would say uh, for upcoming producer, man, uh, don't be scared to reach out to these artists and A and R's and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? A lot of the people there, like let opportunities pass by, you know what I'm saying? Like, just by not reaching out. Like, you just gotta, you know, get out here and really, you know what I'm saying? And show your face, you know what I'm saying? Show your face, reach out to people. Like, use these resources that's out here for you. Your social media, all that, you know? Don't let your circumstances hinder you, you know what I'm saying? You just gotta get out here and whatever you got, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Would you say it's uh, you get better luck reaching out to the artist directly, their manager, or an A&R then? Man, I would do all that shit, <laughs> like for real, you know, you Blow never know. Blow them all up, huh? Yeah, hit everybody up, you know. And then work with like, you know, new artists, man. Like, I didn't like jump out here working with them, like an A-list artist. A lot of these artists I work with, like they started, you know, on a mixtape scene, you know what I'm saying? Like, you kind of like, you know. I think some of these artists, producers, they, they be trying to shoot for that big, placement and it's like you can get that and you might get lucky and catch one but like you you really want to like lock in with an artist or or build with somebody new fresh you know what i'm saying that's that's, that's, that's on the come up yeah you know what i'm saying and would you recommend for upcoming producers like give out beats for free at the start or should they always be charged? i mean i ain't gonna say that <laughs> 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 they shit free 
Cause it's like, if you giving out beats for free, like, or you charging like a low fee, like they gonna know how to carry you, you know what I'm saying? Like you gotta know your worth in this shit. I will say, you know, like when you lock in with an artist, like if you was to do a project with an artist, right? Like y'all just, and, and you know it's gonna do something, like you can just split the money down the middle and don't worry about, you know what I'm saying, charging, but that's something that you like in control of because you putting this shit on streaming platforms and all that. Yeah. But if you working with an artist that's like, you know, you know they got a little situation, you would definitely should probably get something, you know, out of that for real, you know. Yeah. I mean, I guess different situations call for different, you know, methods, but yeah, I mean, you gotta, you know, we in the music business, you gotta find some way to get money out of this shit because that's what the artist's doing, mm-hmm. you know. Nah, I agree right there, man. Yeah. So what's next, home? What else coming up for you, man? Um, shit, right now, the, the main focus is when I, I got my own label now, it's called Which Way Is Up, and we, you know, focused on, like, producers and uh, hopefully finding a new artist, but that's, like, one of the main things I want to focus on right now. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, it's just turning up with that, man. I feel like I, I did a lot so far, like, just on the producer side but now I want to switch up and kind of you know you know be the boss of my situation and, and try to break some artists and shit yeah, you know? all about elevation man. yeah for sure yeah, yeah man. all right you got any shout outs you like to give before we wrap it up here Tom hey man shout out to people for tuning in man shout mm-hmm. out Dirty Glove Bastard man that's that's pretty much it I'm a walking Bennett nigga, I should be a LC I keep shooters on point with me just like I'm CP3 I was up in Bushwood with it blinky like I'm What's up, y'all? This is Clint Coley, and I'm the host of the Music is a Love Language podcast. Now, check this out. If you're a fan of music podcasts, then be sure to check out and subscribe to Music is a Love Language podcast. We are a podcast that has honest conversations about music all day, every day. If you like to argue music, this is the podcast you want to be listened to. And it's brought to you exclusively by the Revolt Podcast Network, anchored in hip-hop and powered by creators. Again, Make sure you guys follow and subscribe. Music is a love language podcast. I'm Clint Coley. Hope to have your ear soon.